ons eredienst. O gats, wacht net so'n bykie, ons wacht net gaan vir ons YouTube. Daar is hy, ons het die gouwe het gekry, ons kan aangaan, daar is hy. Goeiemorgen en allemaal en baie welkom vir oogend in ons eredienst. Dit is een besondere mooi sondagochend en ons amalse harte juig. Want die Heere is hier teenwoordig eerste van alles. En dan weet ek, hier is baie van ons wat verochend een extra hart liekie sing, want ons springboeke het het gemaakt. Is dit so, ouwens? Yes! Daar sy! Daar sy! Ek is verochend baie bevoorig om vir julle welkom te het in die kerk. En dan ook vir al people that joining us through the YouTube, streaming with us. A very special word of welcome to everybody that's watching us and joining us and praying with us through the YouTube. You are so welcome. May God also bless you and be with you. And may His grace always be sufficient. Ons is vir oogend weer eens bevoorig om vir Jana by ons te hee. Jana, baie dankie dat jy weer eens instem. Is jylle blij Jana is hier? Yes, daar is hy Jana. Jana het vir oogend vir ons een thema gekies om vir ons te praat oor Godse beloftes. God's promises. Ons sien uit om jou boodskap te hoor Jana. Dan wil ek graag vir jylle die volgende afkondigings doen. Eerste van alles wil ek vir jylle sê, ons beleidniskinders, our confirmation class, are they here this morning? Where are you? Just raise your hands. Where is the confirmation class? There we are. They had a wonderful day out yesterday. And we want to invite you to next Sunday. Because it's a very, very special day in their lives where they will have Holy Communion. En hierdie jong mensies sal ook beleidnis van geloof hier by ons aflee. Waarin hulle die Heere sal innooi in hulle hartjies en die Heere een speciale plek gee. En julle innooi en vraag, wees getuie, kom saam en deel in ons vreugde. So dis volgende sondag is daar dan beleidnis aflegging en jy word ook genooi om deel te neem en aan te sit by die liefdestafel van Heere Jesus dier deel te neem aan die nachtmal. The Holy Communion, next Sunday at 9 o'clock. Dan is daar die name van amal wat syk is op ons gebedslijs. Ons wil vraag dat jy lasseblief please pray for everybody that's on our prayer list. They really are in need of prayer. And if we are in need of prayer, they always pray for us. So please, let's pray for them. Our activities for this week, we have got Bible study and on, on Tuesdays. And on Wednesdays, we've got our silent um, Adoramus the meditational prayer sessions. That is something to experience. 
to be quiet in the middle of the week and just to sit in the presence of God. Come and join us. You are so welcome. Then if it's your birthday, is there anybody in the church today that's having a birthday during this week? Not, but we've got a list of people that's having birthdays in this week. I think there's somebody here. There's a little hand. Oh, come, let's give her a hand. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, sweetie. May God bless you. Yeah, and all the other people that's also having their birthdays during this week, may God bless you. Mag die Heere vir jou vast hou, vir jou sien, en vir jou goed wees in die nieuwe levensjaar. Dan is daar ook nog ons voedselproject wat ons mee bezig is, waar ons die voedselsakkies verkoop. Kom, kom ondersteun ons. Kom ons reik uit en ons gee ook geleentheid om ons gemeenskap en ons kaart te ondersteun. Elke pakkie wat verkoop, um, voed iemand, het voed vier, vier mense in een gesin en dis rechtig voor goeie kwaliteit. Dit is onderskryf dier ons, ons geliefde vriend Nathaniel en dan ook um, Jack, wat dan die masterchef was of is. En um, dan wil ek julle herinner, asjeblief, please be reminded of this afternoon. At 4 o'clock we've got our grief share program that will take place. Um, if you come and join us at the grief share, please bring a friend along that's going through a difficult time and who is grieving or who just needs a little bit of love and care and to be part of a family. Everybody is welcome. And then last, before I for Jana in the words, I want you to remember, Saturday night, om 9 uur. Saturday night, 9 uur. Make a note of. It was weer a keer rugby. And this is a great rugby. Wees. Wat, wat, vir wie gaan ons skreeuw, ouwens? Wie gaan ons ondersteun? Kom ons hoor. Daar is hy, daar is hy. Ons sien vir julle allemaal dan saterdag aan, om 9 uur, hier by die kerksal, en dit gaan een voorrecht wees. Vir allemaal wat vir oogend in die kerk is en vir ons help, Margaret, by die klank, baie dankie, en julle wat vir help, Johan, elkeen wat hier is, Voor Andries by ons orrel, baie, baie dankie. Voor Bert wat allemaal ontvang het by die achterdeer of ons voordeer, lievensens, baie dankie. En Susanne, jy ook, baie dankie. En dan, Jana, asjeblief, kom preek. Ek is nou moe gepraat, dis nou Jana se beer. Dankie, Jana, ons waardeer jou. Mag die Heere jylle seen. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you again this week. I hope it was a good week. And I guess you have gathered that I will be here a bit more regularly uh, than usual. So every month I will be here at least twice a month. And Henny can take a bit of a breather and he can rest. 
but it's such an absolute honor just to be here with you and just to serve the Lord. I would like to invite you just to take a moment, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and come here in God's presence. Let's take a moment. Die engel van die Heere trek een leer rondom hulle, wat vir Heere ontzag het en hy red hulle. Beproef dit en ervaar, die Heere is goed, gelukkig is die mens wat by ons keil. For the angel of the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends all who fears him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ek groet julle in die naam van die Vader, die Seen en die Heilige Geest. I would like to invite you to join me in raising the Lord's name. Let's stand together. kids that goes to kids church and go 
Ooh, watch out. Be careful. Don't run too quickly. Oopsie. <laughs> too much excitement. giving them a moment. In this moment of dedication, where we focus our thoughts on the Lord, I would like to read to you Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 to 9. Luister Israel, die Heere ons God is die enigste Heere, Jy moet die Heere jou God lief hee met jou hele hart, met jou hele siel en met al jou kracht. Jy moet jouself heel hartig verbind aan die geboeie wat ek vandag vir jou gee. Skerp hierdie woorde by jou kinders in en praal met hulle daar oor by die huis en wanneer jy op pad is, wanneer jy gaan le en wanneer jy opstaan. Bind dit aan jou hande vast as een herinnering en dra dit op jou voorkop. Skryf dit op die deurkoesijne van jou huis, en teen jou stadspoorte. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as a reminder. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The next song we will be singing will be sitting we'll be sitting. Let's sing together. O Heer my God, as ek in eerbied wonder, en al Son en man, die aarde sterre wolke, hoe dit elke dag so onderhoud. Dan moet ek juich, my redder en my God, o groot is u, o groot is u. Skepen klinkt het saam O eerlijk Heer Uw grote naam O Lord my God When I in awesome wonder Consider all 
works thy hand hath made. I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to Strom in wind. O hier is zorg, verklein, vergroot ver alles. En u zorg dag na dag ver mij u kunt. Dan moet ik jij, mijn redder en mijn God. Groot is u, o groot is u, wanneer die hele schepen klinkt het saam, o eerlijk Heer, u groot en aam. When Christ shall come, with shout of acclamation and claim his own what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God how great thou art then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. How amazing is it, dear Lord, that we can gather in this place where we are free to worship you and safe to be who we are. We pray, dear Lord, that you will be with us 
in this service. We pray that you will open our minds, open our hearts to focus on you and to receive the message that you have for us today. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. Thank you that we can serve such an amazing God. We love you. In your name alone, amen. Okay. So today, we will be reading from Exodus. Who knows where in the Bible is Exodus? Old Testament. And which position in the Bible is it? Ooh, you guys know. Well done. <laughs> All right. So we're reading from a second book in the Bible today. Which one is the first one? You know it all. Go, girl. Yes. Yay. Okay. So I would like to invite you to open your Bible to the second book or on your phone, the Bible app, version. We are reading from Exodus 33 from verse 12. Exodus 33 from verse 12. Let's read together. Op een keer het Mooses vir die Heere gesê, Jy het vir my gesê om hierdie volk te lei na die land wat, aan, wat jy aan hulle beloof het. Jy het echter nooit vir my gesê wie jy sal met my gaan stuur nie. Jy het wel vir my gesê dat jy my baie goed ken en dat ek jy goedkering wegdra. As dit so is, sê asjeblief wat jy planne is zodat so ik kan weet wat jy van mij verwacht. Hierdie mense is toch jy eie volk. Hy vraagt u vir Mooses, moet ik dan sal saam gaan, so dat jou hart kan ris? Mooses sê vir hom, as jy nie sal saam gaan nie, moet jy ons nie eers een tree van jy af laat wegbeweeg nie. As jy nie saam met ons gaan nie, waar Waaraan sal dit duidelik wees, dat jy vir my en jy volk lief is? Hoe anders sal dit duidelik wees, as jy anders oor ons voel, as oor die ander volke op die aarde? Die Heere het vir Mooses geantwoord, Goed, ek sal doen wat jy gevra het. Jy draal my goedkering weg. Jy is my vriend. Toe vra Mooses, kan ek nie maar die heerlijkheid sien nie? Die Heere sê vir hom, ek sal jou iets van my goedheid laat sien, en ek sal jou my stem laat hoor, wanneer ek my naam die Heere uitroep. Ek gee genade aan die wat ek wil, en ek ontverm aan die wat ek wil. Hy sê toe vir hom, jy durf nie my gezicht sien nie, geen mens sal bly leef, as hy sien hoe die Heere lyk nie. Die Heere sê vir hom verder, kom staan op hierdie roods, hier by my. Wanneer ek in my majesteit hier voorbij kom, sal ek jou tussen die roods laat staan, en jou met my hande beskerm, terwyl ek voorbij gaan. Wanneer ek voorbij is, 
sal ek my hand wegvat, en dan sal jy my van achter kan sien. Niemand mag my van vooraf sien nie. Okay, here goes the English. One day, Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so that I understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this is the nation. This nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine with you, for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make me leave this place. How will anyone know that you favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all people, all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know your name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand near this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind. But my face will not be seen. Alrighty. Today we are traveling back to the Old Testament. And I know the Old Testament can be bit of a scary place to be and we don't always like the stories in the Old Testament but today we are focusing on Moses so who remembers the story of Moses put up your hand if you remember well there's a lot of people does someone want to tell me the story of Moses as I tell the story of Moses okay I'll tell the story of Moses so Moses was born as a little baby and the Pharaoh decided to kill out all the little baby boys under three years old. Of course, the mom freaked out. She didn't want her baby to die. So she told her little girl to put him in a basket, put him in the river and let him go. And hopefully God will protect this baby and be safe. Of course, Moses landed at the temple. The Pharaoh's wife 
found the baby and decided to raise the baby. And for a long time, he was staying in Egypt in the palace as a prince. Then he realized that these slaves, the Israelites, was part of his people. And he saw that one of the Egyptians was attacking one of his people. And he attacked this Egyptian and the Egyptian died. And he ran away because he was afraid that he was going to get in trouble. Which he was because it's really bad to murder people. So he hid himself away and he met a beautiful lady. They got married. It was fantastic. And while he was looking after his sheep or his bucks, depending on where you read it, he found a burning bush. And in the burning bush, he met God. And God said to him, my name is I Am. Which can be very confusing, but we'll get back to that later. And God said to him, you must free the people from Egypt. We must gather them together so that they can restore their glory and be wonderful again. And Moses was like, no, I don't want to do that. He was scared because he knew that the Egyptians is strong people. They will kill him. But God said, don't worry, I will go with you. Then we had the ten plagues. And he had his brother Aaron with him that was trying to convince the Pharaoh to let the people go. And then they went through the Red Sea. God opened the Red Sea for them. And now they are in the desert. And that is where we start today. So while the Israelites, Moses' people, was going through the desert on their way to the promised land that God has promised them, They've hit a few bumps in the road. They moaned a lot. They didn't trust God. They were worried that they're going to starve. They were worried that they don't have a place to eat, uh, sleep. They were worried that they don't have something to drink. And if what Moses was on the mountain for too long, they were worried that God has left them. And then they made a golden calf, like a little queen, that they prayed to instead of praying to God. Because they thought that this calf was going to save them instead. Of course, it did not go very well. God was very upset. God was quite frustrated with these Israelites. But still, through Moses, God led them to the promised land. But it got to a point where the Israelites were becoming really difficult. And God wanted to send an angel with them to lead them, to help them to the promised land, instead of God going himself. Moses knew this, and he did not like this idea at all. Moses knew that even though the Israelites took their time to trust God and they were really difficult people to work with, he knew that they cannot function without God, without God physically being with them. He knew that they would fail. But it's important for us to remember, because this sounds a little funny, knowing that God needed to be with them physically, right? Before Jesus 
died and rose again and gave us the Holy Spirit, it was not possible for the nation of God to have God with them the entire time. Only when we received the Holy Spirit, Jesus made it possible for us to have God with us the, the entire time. So Moses realized he needed to make a plan. And he needed to make sure that God will go with him. So Moses appealed to this very close relationship that he has with God. Moses reminded God about the promise that he made to the Israelites by leading them to the promised land. And he he reminded God that the Israelites were his people and without him, they were nothing. Moses decided to be a little bit cheeky and he reminded God that these are the people that you chose. Moses didn't choose them. He didn't choose to rescue them. No. God chose Moses to rescue them. Yes, Moses was quite cheeky. But he felt comfortable with God. Comfortable enough to be a little bit cheeky. So God agrees and he says, yes, you do have my favor. It will be fine. You can have calm. I'll be with you. But just to make sure, he says, God, (laughs) if you don't go with us, don't even send us away. Because we are going to fail. And how will we be different from any other nation that's trying to do something if we do not have you? God makes his promise that he will go with his nation and he will look favorably on them. A score for Moses. He got it right. Moses pushes a little further And he asked God to show him his glorious presence. God, of course, says, I will show you my glorious presence, but you will not see my face. If you see my face, you will die. But he allowed Moses to experience his presence and see God from behind. Moses was allowed to experience this amazingness of God. During this interaction, God makes the promise that he will choose to whom he shows mercy. And he will choose to whom he shows compassion. He's reminding Moses that he has chosen to show mercy and compassion, not only to him, but to the Israelites, his nation. God shows a signal, a sign of good faith by saying, I will allow you to experience my glory. 
just so that you can calm down, I will be with you, it's fine. <laughs> Moses was a nervous man, a doubting man. We can see it through his story. Every time something is asked of him, he questions it. He double checks. He makes 100% sure that this is the right thing to do. And God knew. He knew Moses so well. He kind of expected him to question him. He expected Moses to question God. He knew it was coming. But still, God was patient. He took it one step at a time. And he led Moses to be this amazing leader that we know him to be today. But there's something about this story that I want you to see. Not only did Moses talk to God, have a conversation with God, but Moses convinced God to change his mind to go with them. Yes, God wanted to give up on the Israelites. He was tired of them. He was like, you guys are too much. I'm over it. I want, I'll send an angel to go with you and I'll see you later. But still Moses took the time because he knew he had a special relationship and he convinced God to change his mind to go with him. Moses met God when he was in his 40s, 50s. That's quite late in life. And shortly after they escaped out of Egypt, which was not a long time, in this short time, Moses realized that without God, we are absolutely nothing. We will fail to the depths of the earth if we go without God. Moses, the doubting, nervous man that he is, trusted God. Moses trusted that these promises that God has made through all the generations, God will keep. So as we said at the beginning, Exodus is the second book in the Bible. And if you start reading the Bible from Genesis, this is a beautiful book to really get to know God's character. We learn a few names of God, such as I am, or I am who I am. And then later on, God called himself Yahweh, which is a name that has been used in prayer. But also, it was a name to scare the other nations so that they will know who is the God of the Israelites that are protecting them and carrying them and leading them to greatness. But in 
even just a short passage, not even the entire book, we learn something about God's nature. God shows mercy. God shows compassion. And something that is not clearly stated there, God is a God of second chances. And not once, not twice, not three times. There's no limit to another chance that God will give them and us. And the Israelites really messed up, hey? They made a big mess. And so, God said, I love you. I will do it again. We will try again. We will be a great nation, a community that will rise above all others. So I said that our theme for today is God's promises. In this text, we see that God promises the Israelites that he will lead them to the promised land where they will be safe and they will have enough resources to carry them. But this is not the only promise God has ever made. There's so many promises through the Bible, such as, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Psalm 32 verse 8. For those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40 verse 31. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God will go with you. He will leave. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. And there is so many more promises right through the Bible. And these promises were not made lightly. We don't make promises lightly, ne? Kids, do you make promises lightly? No? Are you guys with me? Yes? No? <laughs> we don't make promises lightly. If you make a promise to someone, you must keep it. And it's the same with God. God did not make this promise lightly. But what's so amazing about these promises is that they are not only promises for the Israelites of the biblical times. The day that you chose Jesus to be in your life, to be in your heart, to be in your mind, is the day that these promises were made for you as well. Every single promise in the Bible was made for you as well. And sometimes we are like Moses. We doubt and we wonder if God is still with us, if God is protecting us. It's normal. It's okay. It happens. But sometimes, like Moses, we need to remind God about these promises. Not that God needs reminding It's not what I'm saying, but having this conversation with God gives us peace 
because we know that we are busy talking to God about a promise that God has made to us. But I have to warn you that when you start reminding God about these promises, they will come into play. They will awaken your life. But here's the thing about God's promises and prayers. God is not a genie. He does not grant wishes. And God's time is not our time. God's promise does not always happen in the way that we expect it to. God wants the best for you. Even if at a specific moment you think something is right for you, God most likely knows better. When I was younger, I was taught that God's promises is like a traffic robot. Sometimes it's green and it says, yes, it's the right moment. It's going to happen. It's, it's ready. We're ready for it. Sometimes it's yellow and say, sometimes we need to wait. There's, there's a bit of a waiting time. It's not right now. Just, just wait a bit. And sometimes it's red. It's not the right right time for it now. It's not good for you right now. But it's also important to remember that we are not in heaven. Nor are we in hell. We are stuck in the in-between on earth. We wanted freedom. God gave us freedom to think for ourselves, to make our own decisions. Which means that bad things came to earth. And the moment that God decided to give us freedom, God took his hands out to say, I will help when you call on me, when I can. So we are the hands and the feet in the world for the Lord. The Lord uses us to help others, to lead them to the kingdom of God. Yes, there is miracles, and we see them a lot more in the Bible than we do today, and it still happens. But still we have freedom, and it doesn't make it easy. But I want to tell you that God wants goodness for you and happiness and peace. It's not always possible, but God will always be there to be the core of your happiness and peace. Moses reminded us today that we are allowed to have a conversation to God about these promises. But Moses also reminded us about the wonderful qualities that God has. Mercy, compassion. Most importantly, God keeps his promises. 
regardless of how much we mess up, how many mistakes we make. So in this week, I would like to invite you to open your Bible. Go find a promise that you need to get through the rest of this little bit of the year. Come and tell me when I'm back. Come and tell me about it. But talk to God about it. Pray about it and ask God for this promise to help you through. May you just experience God's glory in every single moment. Amen. I would like to invite you to just close your eyes. Take a moment to talk to God about what you've heard today. Dear Lord, this world that we live in is not an easy place to be. There's sickness, there's pain, there's violence, and there's a lot of bad mistakes that has been made over many, many generations that still influences us today. But we want to come and ask you today to bring peace to these pains, healing to the illnesses and end to violence. We pray, dear Lord, that these promises that has been made <laughs> in the, this beautiful Bible that you have given us, that's centuries old, that it will still be applicable today. We pray that you will guide us to hear your voice and to listen to you and trust you. Go with us this week. Go with us. Go with those who are in pain, who are sick and hurting. Heal them. Lace them and tell us how to help them, dear Lord. We pray that we will meet you every single day in everything we do until we meet again. In your name alone, amen. I would like to invite you to stand with me for our last hymn.
Rejoicing, he is for you, he is for you. Amen. 